Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for, what is today? It's Wednesday the 16th, 2023. I'm just back from several days out of town visiting family and while it was great to see all my family members, it's also great to be back in the office doing the morning news with you. Of course, if you've never watched the Automation Morning Show before, this is where I cover what's new and happening in industrial automation. And I, my name is Sean Tierney from the Automation Blog and School. Kind of doing everything out of order this morning. But in any case, I hope you're doing well. And uh, with that said, let's go ahead and jump in today's show. And from there, let me do this. And let me do this. And uh, stop by thanking our sponsor for today's show, theautomationschool.com. If you know anybody who needs PLC, HMI, or SCADA training, please send them over to our sponsor's website, theautomationschool.com. With that, let's go ahead and get started for today. And uh, this morning, I want to start off by uh, giving a huge uh, congratulations out to the folks over at Grace Technologies. They just got ISO certified. I used to work for a company that was ISO certified. I know it's a big deal and it's a lot of work. So congratulations out to Grace Technologies for accomplishing that certification. From there, we're going to go over to a, a news uh, press release, actually, from Rockwell Automation. They are now offering their Centerline 2100 motor control centers with um, arc flash resistance up to 600 volts and 3000 amps. Now this is an extension of their arc shield technology. And if you wanna know more, you can either read this article or there's a new publication we'll cover later in the show that details this as well. From there, we go over to a new press release from Yokogawa. Now I'm not very familiar with their control systems, right? And I probably should reach out to them and find out more. But uh, they have this uh, OPERX control system, and they're upgrading the collaborative information server to add a more robust alarm management, improve access to maintenance information, and expand communications. Now, specifically, they added OPC UA alarm and condition support. Very big, right? They also um, added Centum, Centum, C-E-N-T-U-M, Centum VP, and ProSafe RS alarm receiving through VNet. And they're linking it with now with their own plant resource manager package. So it sounds like a major upgrade and I wanted to share that with you. And I probably need to, if anybody knows anybody from Yokogawa, ask them to reach out to me. Love to get them on the show. From there, we go over to Bill Weedman, the good folks over there, and they have an article detailing their small safety controllers. And I thought this was, um, they call it their safety basic monitor. I thought this was very interesting because these things do a lot of things. So they can do uh, beyond, beyond what they, they're built to do. They can also do up to 31 safe signals. And these things include things like standstill and rotational speed monitoring. This uh, also includes direction of rotation, position ranges, um, brake ramps, temperatures, and all kinds of other things. Even muting is supported. So you can see, and if you're watching and not listening, you can see a picture here. But I thought it was very interesting. You could also link multiple of these units up to get up to 1,900, over 1,900 safe signals. So a lot of information here about it. Um, I do have to reach out to them. They haven't been on the show in a while, so I do have to reach out to them. This may be one of the products we want to cover in an upcoming episode of the Automation Podcast. But um, again, uh, if you're looking for a standalone safety controller, check this out. From there we go over to Banner. They had a lot of new product announcements. Today we're just gonna cover one. And I think this is a very interesting product. This is their PVS28. They call it 
parts verification sensor. So basically this is a uh, like an indicator light as well as a diffused photo eye. And what this does, and I, I think the picture does the best uh, explanation here, is if you have bins where you have people picking parts out of them, right, you can get a green light, you send the green light to the bin you want them to pull out of. When they put their hand in there, they grab the part, it'll turn yellow, con you know, confirming that they're in the right location. And then if they put the hand in the wrong bin, it'll turn red. And of course there are digital inputs and outputs that go to your control system that uh, help you control all of that. And it's programmed with their free, uh, Banner's free pro editor software, which we've talked about many times about uh, one covering many of their products. So very interesting product. And I wanted to share that with you this morning. Uh, from there, we go over to another interesting product from SICK. Now this is their Lector 85X. And this is what they were featuring on their website in the list of new products. And um, very interesting product. Some of the high points on this. Now this is a, I should say it again, an image-based code reader, okay? So we've covered them on the show many times, these type of products. But uh, some of the interesting uh, features of this product, let me see if I get the zoom in there, right? Um, is that they offer models up to 12 megapixels. That's pretty high for uh, an image-based code reader, at least from my experience. So that's a really high resolution. And uh, here's another key takeaway. It supports conveyor speeds up to 3.5 meters per second. That's pretty fast, right? So um, in any case, uh, it includes some built-in AI-based segmentation, cost super resolution, and it has a multi-core CPU. And down later in the uh, listing, you'll see it even supports uh, Ethernet IP with some models. So there's a lot of information on this webpage. I'm not gonna read it all, but uh, they really do a good job of discussing the applications and um, all the information you need to know about this product to know if it's right for you. So from there, we go over to a product. This is what Maple System is promoting today. It was very interesting. So as I'm traveling, I'm uh, always looking for automation. So when I was at uh, Disney, I was looking for HMIs. And of course, I was looking at the jet bridges to see what they were using for HMIs. It's a little harder to tell them the push buttons, uh, which uh, vendor they are. But of the three I was able to check out, uh, two were Schneider and one was Maple. So I thought that was very interesting. And today, Maple is uh, highlighting one of their extreme temperature IPCs. Now, I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. This is an eighth gen Intel CPU. Eighth gen is very long in the tooth. I don't know why there's still an eighth gen. Maybe it's the only gen that has high or extreme temperature support. I don't know. But uh, beyond that, all the specs look good. 4K support, up to 64 gigs of DDR4 RAM. Um, the temperature range, that's the big part of this, right? Minus 20 to plus 60C. So very wide temperature range, built-in Wi-Fi and Bluetooth 4.0, so very big there. And uh, you can even integrate it with Aviva's Edge 2020. So very interesting product, it's a good looking product. My only concern is that it's eighth gen Intel and I, I, I don't know the reason for that. So if anybody from Maple wants to come on the show, you're, we'd love to have you on. Uh, from there we go over to Cole Morgan. Now they just announced that they've released a new addition to their flagship AKD2G servo drive series. So they just released a new 24 amp drive. So if any of you out there using this series and needed that extra high end or, or low end, depending on how you look at it, um, drive, check that out. To me, 24 amps for a several seems to be pretty high, but you guys tell me if I'm wrong. But in any case, it's, it looks like a good looking product. Um, and I know Cole Morgan has a lot of support out there. So in any case, I did want to cover that with you this morning. From there, we go over to AS, AS Rock or Asus Rock, AS Rock. 
And, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about nukes, the Intel nuke. Intel's not making nukes anymore because so many other vendors are making them. They don't feel a need to make them themselves anymore. And so what a nuke is, if you missed our previous episodes, it's a very small all-in-one PC. So, um, in a nutshell. So in any case, uh, today ASRock is featuring their wide range of Intel and non-Intel based nukes. And they have all kinds of different types. If you're watching, you can see all the different models they have on the screen here. So if you're interested, you can check them out. This is ASRock Industrial, not to be confused with their commercial. We actually have uh, PCs here with ASRock uh, motherboards in them, just standard PCs. So from there, we go over to PNF. Now, this is an, an, uh, another article talking about applying one of their products. In this case, we're talking about applying their Smart Runner Explorer 3D Vision Sensor with time of flight technology. Now, you may remember we talked about a previous article looks very similar to this one, but that was on a different product. This particular product has a scan frequency of up to 30 hertz, which is much faster than the stereo vision model we talked about earlier, which was only 10 hertz. Okay, and of course you can have a much greater range with this product. You can see the range shot here if you're watching. And uh, you know, they actually include, I thought was very interesting, a couple of examples of where you could use this product. Again, this is not an exhaustive list, but one of them they talk about is pallet pocket detection, right? So if you have an automated forklift, right? It's very important, it has to know where to put the forks, right? And so they show a couple of uh, 3D images here. You can see the 3D point cloud there. And uh, they also showed one which I thought was interesting was tire measurement and positioning. And um, apparently there are actually applications out there where they lift and move a vehicle by the tires. So I haven't seen many of those, but you can see the point clouds here, very interesting article, so I wanted to share it with you. From there, we go over to our product spotlight of today. Today, we're spotlighting the Automation Schools, the Automation Schools, <laughs> View Site Edition Basics, VUSC Basics or View Site Edition Level 1 course. Now, in this course, if you don't know anything about VUSC, you're in, you're in, or maybe you only dabbled with it. This course takes you from knowing nothing through creating an entire and deploying an entire brand new project, a project that includes not just graphics and menus, right, and animations, but also includes how to use libraries. I actually share many libraries in this course, so you don't have to actually create the animations yourself if you don't want to. Um, also, uh, what it, it covers is uh, using macros, right, using parameters, creating your own global objects. I also give several away if you don't want to spend a lot of time creating them, but I show you how to create them from scratch. We do a simple one, and then I share some more complex ones. And global objects just save you a ton of time. Now, the other thing is, um, I show you how to use the placeholders, both for legacy PLCs and for modern PLCs. So like maybe PLC 5500, also control logics. We use the same placeholders for both. And so um, it's a great way to use the same screen over and over again with different PLCs, right? And, uh, you know, we do alarms, we do the old alarms, we do the new uh, alarm and events. And again, we, we talk about SQL Server, we actually deploy the application and so on. If you want to know everything that's covered in this course, you can find it all at theautomationschool.com. We've got student reviews up there. We've got a list of every single lesson that's in the course. You can buy it alone for $1.99 or you can buy it in one of our many bundles. Um, so in any case, uh, I think the course came out really good. I really enjoyed doing it. And uh, right now I have no plans to expand it, but of course, I really would love to do a server client edition of the course in the future. But in any case, that's our product spotlight for today. From there, we go over to, this is an application story from Beckoff. 
Now, this was new. I hadn't seen it before on that the page I checked for these things, but it's dated July 3rd. So my apologies if I already covered this, but I don't remember because I'm getting old. So um, I may have covered this before, but I don't think I did. And I thought one of the things interesting about this application was the fact that, again, this is Beckoff, and uh, it's about pancakes, right? So everybody loves pancakes. I had some great pancakes last week. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, it talks about this pancake uh, company, and they had to go from making 10,000 pancakes per hour to 22, over 22,000 pancakes per hour. It's a lot of pancakes. And uh, so they, they, they talked to their local Beckoff integrator about how they could add automation. And, um, you know, after reviewing the system, they said, hey, let's start with something that's going to be a quick win. So apparently, based on the manual adjustments they were making to the pancake batter dispenser, you know, they, could, they the target was 500 grams, but they could get up to as much as 560 grams per pancake. So if your target is 500 and you're doing 560, you're over 10% overage, right? And so if you could cut down on some of that overage, you could really save a lot of money. So they decided to do that. It was a very interesting way they did this. Um, they used a, a closed loop servo motor as a virtual sensor to sense how much they were dispensing, which I thought was very cool. And uh, so you can read the whole article. I won't spoil it for you, but uh, at the end of the day, they saved a lot of money. And uh, this is just the first of many uh, projects they've done at this company. And of course, who doesn't like pancakes? I know I do. So from there, we go over to pills. Now, um, this is uh, one of our videos of the day. And um, this is actually a, a recording of a webinar. I typically don't feature those, but I, I, I thought this was a very interesting topic. Starting back with my compact logics courses, I started adding key switches into the training. So certain functions that uh, only a manager could do, they would need to put a key in. It's like a select switch with a key, right? And so this article is about their line of key devices, or I should say this video is about their line of key devices. And so I thought that was very interesting. I don't remember the promoting the webinar. So um, if you're interested in key devices, you may want to check out this video, this playback of the webinar. Another video I wanted to tell you about is a video that came out last Wednesday, right before I left. And it's my interview with Real-Time Robotics, George. And uh, we're basically talking about their collision-free uh, implementation. So what they do is they allow you to take robots from pretty much any vendor and plug it into their box, and their box will ensure that none of the robot arms ever collide, so they can work in the same workspace very efficiently. And there's really no other way of doing that today without a similar solution. So I thought it was a very interesting interview. I don't do a lot of interviews. It's more of a, a tech talk, but um, the chance to get them on, we had covered them earlier in the uh, on one of the earlier episodes of the Automation Morning Show, and uh, they said they could come on and do an interview, so I figured we'll go ahead and run with it. And um, I thought George was very interesting to talk to. I had a lot of fun talking to him. And I hope you enjoy this episode. This is episode P166. Now, 167 should come out this afternoon. And in that one, I get to sit down with Rockwell Automation again and talk about their brand new line of digital I.O., their Flex HA, high availability. And we go into technical details. If you are somebody who specs that stuff, or somebody actually has to use it. I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode. I believe it comes out around 3.30 today. And uh, we really, you know, I ask him just like I'm going to wire it and use it. I ask him a lot of questions and he really covers the, the details. And uh, we talk about a lot of stuff. So very interesting podcast. And I hope you catch that this afternoon at 3.30. That is with Rock Automation and their Flex HA um, 
um, distributed I.O. I'm also recording one today or tomorrow, depending on the schedules, um, with Siemens about their SCADA package. So I'm really looking forward to that one too. But in any case, let's go on and continue. Uh, we'll talk about events. So Horner has an interesting one coming up. It's using structured text math instructions in their Seascape IEC editor. Now I know Horner's not the biggest control system manufacturer out there, but structured text is, is very, it's, it's really tightly designed in the IEC 611131-3 standard. So I think anybody could get something out of this and that's why I recommend it. This event is Tuesday, August 22nd at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Now, uh, there are some very interesting uh, events coming up that are not during working hours, like there was one at 5 a.m. I don't share those because I think it's very unlikely that, you know, most of us are just getting up at that time, trying to get a coffee, and we're probably not going to sit through uh, something that early in the morning. So I don't share those that are, you know, before 6 a.m. or like after 8 p.m. or you know, because just because most of us wouldn't be able to watch them. But this one is at 2 p.m., so I wanted to share it with you. And uh, from there, we go over to new versions. So I uh, found a couple of new versions released over at Siemens. We have Cinematics Start Drive version 18. Uh, they, that just came out on the 9th. And then we have updates for Step 7 V18, S7 PLC Sim V18, and WinCC V18. And that came out on the 9th as well. From there, we go over to literature and uh, what's new. And I found um, a few different publications this morning of interest. First is a new brochure on the Allen Bradley Centerline 2100 MCCs. So we talked about that earlier. So this is just probably came out. I imagine they added new information about the Oc Flash we talked about earlier. Um, from there, I thought this was very interesting. This is a brochure on, on migrating from Flex IO 1794 to Flex 5000. So very interesting. I did not read this whole article. I don't have any Flex 5000, um, you know, I'll probably borrow, borrow some just to do a lesson on it here in the future. But, um, you know, if we, if we can't get a sample, it's just it's not affordable to buy it just to sit and look pretty on the shelf. So in any case, um, from there, we go over to a new article. I thought our uh, Alan Bradley Drive users would find this interesting. This is on the PowerFlex dual port Ethernet IP option module. So this is both the 20-750-ENETR an ENET2P, so brand new module on, a brand new manual on that module available uh, just recently. From there we go over to Siemens, they have a brand new um, manual, is this a manual? Equipment manual on their ET200SP fail-safe digital output module. You can see it right there in yellow. So in any case, if you're using that, brand new equipment manual on that. They also had several new manuals on Numeric or Numeric. 828D. So if you're using that product, there were actually three or four new manuals on that, as well as on their transducers, their SIM-Ease-T. So if you're using those, there were seven new, several new manuals on that as well. From there, we go over to just one new manual from Emerson. This is on their type FLV axial control valve. So you can see it right there if you're watching. So that's a type FLV. This is dated August. Sometimes they show new manuals, but they're dated months and months ago. I don't cover those um, but for August, this was brand new. From there, I want to go over to our, what used to be our off topic, and now I'm calling our other science and technology articles. And I thought this was very interesting, especially with all the talks of earthquakes and, and small quakes and Cascadia has been in the news a lot. And uh, so I just wanted to talk about fiber optic cables are natural earthquake detectors. That's the title of the article over at IEEE. And uh, very, very interesting. I won't spoil the whole article for you, but uh, here's a snippet out of it. 
Using a 100 kilometer stretch of fiber optic cable, researchers were able to pinpoint the time and location of four small, four, let me see if I can say that again, four smaller mini-quakes that made up a magnitude six earthquake. So again, in our new science and technology, other science and technology section I wanted to share that with you. I just thought that was very interesting. They have a lot of great articles on this website. I just try to pick out the ones that would be most uh, interesting to our audience or me. You can see they even have Kiant's uh, uh, ads here, so you can tell they are targeting, um, you know, our, the industrial automation as well as other, you know, electronic and electrical people. So in any case, from there, if you think I missed anything, please feel free to click on the news tip form over link over at and fill in the form over at theautomationblog.com or automate.news. Now there were a lot of news that came out while I was gone for the last few days. So I only covered about half of what I found. We'll try to cover the other half tomorrow. But in any case, if you think I missed anything or you just want to send in feedback or say hi, feel free to use this form. Um, I also want to thank our sponsor, the company that made this show possible today. It's theautomationschool.com. They paid for us to produce this show, which takes uh, uh, well, probably four or five hours every day to actually produce it through the live stream and then publish it to the podcasting audience. So we want to thank theautomationschool.com for making that possible. We're always looking for sponsors, but we do appreciate the automation, uh, the automation school sponsoring this episode. If you know anybody who needs HMI, PLC, or SCADA courses, please send them over to our sponsor's website, theautomationschool.com. From there, we go over to automation.locals.com. Because we reached that new level... Um, we can now do live streams and other things have opened up. Like you can actually now subscribe for at a month at a yearly rate instead of a monthly rate. And uh, so we thank all our members who spend $2 a month to support our work, to be part of our community. Um, you can ask questions, you can post pictures, you can actually send me private messages with questions. And uh, I'm hoping either tomorrow or Thursday to do another weekly live stream behind the scenes live stream. And uh, in any case, I just got back so last night, so I'm still thinking about what I would do. But uh, in any case, the first one's up there and pinned, and I think it came out okay. So uh, check it out there. And uh, again, thank you to everybody who's supporting us by buying us a cup of coffee every month over at automation.locals.com. From there, uh, just a reminder that, you know, it's our 10-year anniversary over, over at theautomationblog.com. And uh, all of our articles and videos, over 1,500, they're all free. We actually have new guides, which kind of puts all those articles for these 16 categories in order, in like an ordered list, in a guide. And uh, that took a few weeks to do, but uh, we now have that available completely free. But if you want to support our work over there, you can by picking up a offline collection, a lifetime offline collection of either like our eBooks on Control Logics and Compact Logics, or our video collections on all kinds of different topics. And to find out more about that, just go to theautomationblog.com forward slash tab, T-A-B. Now, if you don't have enough coffee cups or t-shirts, we also have a selection of those available as well. And uh, some funny ones like May the Ladder Logic Be With You. And uh, in any case, you can check those out at theautomationblog.com forward slash shop, all lowercase, S-H-O-P. My New England accent's getting me there. So um, in any case, um, and just a reminder that Every single link from all 85 plus episodes we've done this year so far, 85 plus episodes of the morning show alone, every single link I've ever covered can be found at can be can be found at automate.news. No www, no.com. It's just automate.news. You'll see 
every single link. And uh, as you guys know who watch the show regularly, um, after the show's done, after I edit the and upload the podcast edition, I come up here and I put all the links up here. And you'll see them in order that I covered them in on the show, which makes it easier, I think. And you can sort. So if you're just looking for webinars, you can just sort by events and whatnot. Okay, and eventually we will have sorting by vendors. I do put the vendor in on every single one, but um, yeah, I'm just going to find some time to do that. And I do want to thank Siemens for sponsoring the automationblog.com. You know, the only way we can keep that server running and make those 1,500 plus articles and videos available to you for free is through sponsorships and advertising. So if you are at automate.news or at theautomationblog.com, before you leave, please check out Siemens multi-layer security options for IT and OT operations as just a way, you know, just click on that ad and, and just spend a couple minutes there as a way to thank them for sponsoring us. They've been one of our most loyal and regular sponsors of the show. And uh, we just want to thank them. And if you would help us out, it cost you nothing, just a couple minutes of your time, please click on one of those ads and check that out. And with that, that brings us to the end of the show. Just making sure I click on the right buttons after being gone for several days. You know, I want to thank you all for watching today. I want to thank you all for uh, your support, whether you're buying, you know, content collections or coffee cups, T-shirts or over at automation.locals.com. I want to thank everybody for their comments, for sending in their questions and feedback and uh, for connecting with me on LinkedIn. I connect with everybody in industrial automation. So if you're not connected with me, you can follow me, of course, but you can connect with me too. I, I love connecting with people. I love wishing people happy birthday every day. So um, in any case, I just want to thank you all. And I want to wish you all a very safe, happy, and healthy day. And until next time, my friends, peace.